Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, we got the great David Noble back in the house once again here on Montana Talks. Uh, David, big political news to talk about this morning, of course, uh, following the developments over the last 24 hours. But I got to start by uh, by patting you on the back once again here. So one week ago, uh, you had a woke update. Well, several woke updates for us. And you were you were talking about this this racist woke Google Gemini AI uh, deal that they rolled out. And it was it was so crazy because you talked about that here seven o'clock in the morning last Thursday. And then seriously, if you were watching Fox News for the rest of the day that afternoon, that's what the five was talking about nice. that night. I think Laura Ingram and Jesse Waters were talking and McGuffill was even joking. I mean, and it became this huge uh, news story. But but people heard it here first because of uh, your front leaning insight. You know? Heck, yeah. Well, it was just <laughs> such an absurd thing. I mean, and, and you'd see the, those pictures uh, going around. Actually, there was this hilarious meme that, that was showed out. So there was this meme and it said. What what we thought AI would give us 20 years ago, and it's a picture of robots and a futuristic city and flying cars and all the stuff, and then it says what what AI really gave us, and it's a picture of an AI generated image of George Washington, but he's black. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what we got from AI. My favorite uh, Google Gemini AI tweet though uh, goes to not the bee. Uh, Google or Google Gemini, show us a picture of of Hunter Biden, and it was Dave Chappelle with the, oh, yeah. with the crackhead white <laughs> yeah. lips. Yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. No, oh, yeah. no, it's a huge issue. And so this attorney general, Austin Knutson, has now sent a letter to them saying, hold on, this is an unfair and deceptive practice because in Montana, you can't engage in deceptive practices against consumers. And Google has come out and said, hey, we provide high quality and accurate information. And then uh, in, in, in Knutson's statement here, he's talking about how the system refuses to create pictures of white families. Um, they've provided false and inaccurate information about the history, uh, refuses to st uh, state that Hamas is a terrorist organization, but providing unambiguous thing about Israel. And it's like, hold on. We've got consumer protection statutes in Montana. You can't, as a business, come in here, do false advertising, lie to consumers, make promises to consumers, and then your business product is completely different. That's called deceptive and unfair trade practices, and, and I'm proud and, of Austin Knudsen for what, what he's doing what here. what the practical monopoly Google is right now, and Google is interfering in our elections. They're suppressing email communications from Republican groups to their own uh, folks. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so th that's I printed that story up for my stack of stuff here today. Fox Business. What's the headline in that Fox Business story? Exclusive. Montana AG claims Google Gemini has political bias and may have violated the law in a letter to the CEO. So Austin Knutson sent a letter to Sundar Pichai, Google CEO, saying, hey, look, we got consumer protections and unfair trade practices acts in Montana. What you guys are doing here is illegal. Yeah. No, when, when you look at the ways also, I would add, the way Google and Facebook suppress conservative speech but amplify liberal nut job speech. I agree, yeah. We need to go after them in a big way. Uh, all right, uh, David Noble in the house. Lots to talk about back right after this. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. 
The Talking Heads warned us in their 1983 anthem, Burning Down the House, to watch out. Like the Talking Heads lyrics, what's going on these days in the House of Representatives doesn't make a lot of sense. Watch out. The House is seemingly out of control right now. Political arsonists are striking matches and pouring gasoline all over the place. House Republicans have blocked their own bills drawn up with the blessing of GOP leaders from hitting the House floor a staggering six times in the past eight months. The House usually requires lawmakers approve a rule to allocate debate time and dictate whether amendments are in order. Only then can legislation come to the floor. The majority usually votes yes, greenlighting the debate. The minority customarily opposes the rule, but Republicans have torched their own rule six times. That's a startling figure. Previous majorities only defeated two rules in the previous 23 years. So not only burning down the House, but perhaps burning down the government, too. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunny skies across the area for today, high temperatures will range from the upper 40s in Bozeman to the mid upper 50s in Billings. For tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies as temperatures will head back down to the upper 20s in Bozeman to the low 30s in Billings. Also seeing some snow shower chances late across the Bozeman area. Then we'll see rain and snow showers Friday. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Great news for White Sulphur Springs and for the state of Montana, plus what Montana's governor told Joe Biden about the border crisis. That and more go to MontanaTalks.com. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Well, let's start. Since uh, since David Noble is, is a great lawyer here in Montana, and since this whole Fannie Willis uh, saga, I, I never watched the, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, but I've got to think that as entertaining as people found the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, that this Fannie Willis trial has got to be almost equally entertaining, uh, you know, minus a couple of celebrities that are missing from, oh, this from is, the equation. But I mean, this is the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life. And I usually don't watch. Most of the time when you've got uh, cases on, on TV, it's a criminal case, right? Most of the time. And you're a, a business lawyer, and not I'm a, a criminal yeah, lawyer. Yeah. I'm a business litigation lawyer. And so, like, I'm not really. I've never once, never once handled a criminal case or a criminal issue in my life. I don't know anything about it. Um, and so I don't watch it. But this, what's going on in Georgia right now, actually has to do with a dis, how to disqualify an attorney. It has to do with ethics of attorneys. It has to do with a lot of other things that also come up in in commercial litigation. This is like so law it's so interesting. One hundred and one, yeah. or would this be a three hundred and one level course? I don't know. But well, it's, it's it's funny. It's like legal <laughs> legal ethics. You know, like some, you have to take classes on. It. You have to take a test on legal ethics. There's also, and in the reality, it just comes down to like don't steal money and, and don't lie. You know, if you, and if you don't if you don't steal money and you don't lie, a lot of times you're going to be okay. Yeah. But but I watched the Terrence Bradley. So Terrence Bradley is Nathan Wade's longtime friend. Yeah. Um, had been uh, friends for a decade. They were law partners. Terrence Bradley was uh, Nathan Wade's divorce lawyer, and so they had tried to prevent him from testifying. Claiming and Nathan Wade is the boyfriend of Fannie Willis, who is persecuting Trump, gave him about three quarters of a million in taxpayer dollars to prosecute Trump, and then he took her on fancy vacations. So this guy is the boyfriend's friend. 
Correct. Yeah. So Ashley Merchant, very well-known, well-respected lawyer in Georgia who's representing one of the co-defendants, um, had had talked to this guy, Terrence Bradley, prior to filing the motion to disqualify, sent him a copy of the motion to disqualify where it states in the motion to disqualify that the the, the Fonny Willis, by the way, you, apparently you pronounce her name Fonny. It's not Fanny. I'm still going with Fanny, uh, <laughs> you know, especially given the, you know, the... <laughs> You know, I'm, you know, I'm a, stick, a stickler for name pronunciations, yeah, right. but um, so she had sent uh, Terrence Bradley a copy of this motion at his request so that he could review it for accuracy. And then she specifically said, hey, confirm whether this is correct in terms of when the relationship started. And he texts back, hey, sounds good. Yeah, looks good. It looks accurate. He did make one change about how much he had because he also got a contract from Fannie Willis. Oh, OK. Fannie Willis. So Nathan Wade actually presented him friends with benefits right taxpayer right. funded and so benefits. he got seven yeah. he got 75 grand um on like a tape contract which is like a lawyer like reviews the criminal file for like so that information that the prosecutor shouldn't see is privileged i don't understand the whole thing but he ended up getting paid so then he gets this contract as well and he confirms he confirms in text messages in writing yes the Nathan Wade, Fonnie Willis relationship started well before, which, by the way, what that means, that means that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade have committed perjury have and lied. ought to go to jail. Exactly. They should go to jail for that. Yeah. That's what happens when you... And so anyway, now he changes his story. Ashley Merchant impeached him unbelievably well, got him to basically admit on the stand that he had just committed perjury. So now Terrence Bradley has also committed perjury. And so now we're going to have oral argument on that tomorrow. And... That that whole situation is just such a disaster. And then, of course, there's all this evidence about how um, they've been working. They've been meeting Biden in the White House. That's and right. Coordinating with the White House and all this. Stuff. I mean, this team is has been coordinating with the Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor's office to persecute Trump. I mean, corruption from the from all the way down at the county level, all the way up to the White House. The funniest thing, though, you know, I, I was joking the other day about about um the boyfriend's friend. Uh, what's his name Terrence again? Terrence Bradley. Terrence Bradley. Watching this guy on the witness stand <laughs> is absolutely comical oh, because you can yeah. tell he does not want to be there. You can tell he he's gonna he's going back to Fanny, who can't determine her head from her Fanny, so I'm going to call her Fanny instead of Fanny. You can tell he's <laughs> going back to Nathan Wade and Fanny Willis and saying, "What what the hell were you guys thinking? Picking oh, yeah. a fight with Donald J. Trump? You guys got me into this mess. You guys just kicked the hornet's nest, man, man, and now I got to sit here and go through this crap. Now I'm committing perjury because you guys had to pick a fight with Donald J. Trump. You know? Oh yeah. But the funniest thing yesterday, I think the Daily Caller had this was you you pointed out how how he's now trying to say, oh well, I don't really know when the relationship began, and and the uh, and the lawyer says, well wait a minute, here's a copy of your text messages, and you you can hear him audibly. <sighs> when he reads his own right. text message confirming that he knew right. when, when their relationship right. started. So he's like, oh, dang, that got me. You got me. I mean, he might as well just fell over on the courtroom, falling over on the courtroom right there. Ah, you got me. You got oh, me, yeah. Doc. You know? Oh, yeah. No, and, and he straight up lied uh, about about who had asked uh, for him to review this motion. And, and, and Ashley Merchant's uh, kind of at the beginning of the questioning and is just kind of going through some basic stuff and says, hey, you were the one you were the one that actually asked me to send you a copy of this motion, uh, weren't you? And he says, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't. And she says, okay, Your Honor, may I approach the witness, <laughs> approaches the witness, shows him, uh, you know, I'm showing, I'm showing you a copy of your text messages. Please review that and see if that refreshes your recollection. Okay, I've reviewed it. Okay, let me ask you again. 
You were the one that asked me to send you. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he straight up changed his answer on the witness oh, stand. Oh, my goodness. He, like, perjured himself, and then two seconds later admitted he committed perjury. And so, of course, he doesn't want to be there. because. And Donald Trump's lawyer, Donald Trump's lawyer went straight at him and said, look, you know that this relationship started before uh, Fannie Willis hired Nathan Wade, but you don't want to testify to that today in court because you know that if you do, that means that your friend Nathan Wade and the person that paid you $75,000, Fannie Willis, committed perjury, right? I, and, objection, objection. I, I, I feel like Jim Carrey from Liar, Liar. How long? There's, there's got to be a, a pertinent clip that would, that would go right along with this story here. I mean, but this isn't just liar, liar, pants on fire with these guys in Georgia. This is liar, liar, uh, pro-Palestinian Air Force airmen light yourself on fire, uh, liar type stuff going on right now. Crazy. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Need help with your finances and thinking about hiring a financial planner for some guidance? Well, it's important to vet advisors to make sure their pay structure reflects your needs. If you're considering a particular one, you have to ask questions like how do they arrive at their fee and what motivates them to charge the way they do. Many advisors base their pay on a percentage of assets under management. If you want to hire an advisor for both financial planning and investment management, you might encounter a hybrid fee structure. That means you'll pay a percentage for portfolio management plus a flat or hourly rate for financial planning. In recent years, some advisors have adopted subscription pricing that offers tiers of ongoing service with different monthly or annual retainer fees. Other popular options include charging an hourly fee or flat per project fee. You need to figure out what type of financial advisor will offer the right service along with a fair price. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. You know, usually the topic of conversation is what's with the big long lines at the DMV. But uh, oddly enough, on Thursday's show, we're going to be talking about how come there's not so many of these long lines at the DMV anymore. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. We got the head of the DMV joining us on Thursday's program, but that'll be later on in the hour, which means plenty of other topics to get to before that. Taking your phone calls and much more. Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10, right here. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Profitability in the ranching business was in the spotlight this week at the public auction yards in Billings as the Montana Stock Growers Association kicked off their statewide producer profitability initiative. Turk Stobal is the second vice president of the Montana Stock Growers. How this all came together was really a group of ranchers really started talking about a lot of the challenges that were going on uh, within the beef industry and just noticing you know, our next generation is not coming in to replace us. And how can we entice them to really want to produce and want to be take over these ranches? And and really what came about of that is some resolutions came through the Montana Stock Growers convention to really focus on producer profitability and that task force was put together and that task force really is focused on how can we look at different topics that we all face um, in in everyday life as far as all of us as farmers and ranchers and how can we improve those to make a bigger difference to really make producers profitable for the next generation 
Now there is nine more producer profitability listening sessions all occurring at 5 p.m. at Livestock Market Statewide. The next will be Tuesday, March 5th at Headwaters Livestock in Three Forks, followed by March 11th at Dillon Livestock, March 18th at Lewistown Livestock. And for the complete schedule for the listening sessions, visit mtbeef.org. I'm Lane Nordland. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, man. We should have been recording our conversation during the break there because we had a fun conversation with uh, with David Doble during the break here as well. But we, we'll probably touch on it on the air here as well. Or you can call me later and ask about it, and I can rehash it for you. Uh, man, so much big news over the last 24 hours. Should we get to the Montana stuff, or should we talk about the Trump immunity uh, trial, uh, that, 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 or the Trump immunity case that the Supreme Court has now agreed uh, to fast track? Where, what do you think, David? Well, I think we ought to talk about the Supreme Court thing. Well, and it's not, I don't, the, the way that the Democrats were reacting to what the, so the Supreme Court said oral argument on April 22nd on the Trump immunity claim. And so, of course, these Democrats and leftists um, have been wanting to push for, push these trials for it. And actually, the, the original trial date on some of these criminal cases against Trump was like March 6th, which is yeah, like Super Tuesday week. time. Yeah. yeah. And so now with this immunity thing not being even orally, argue, not even being heard in oral argument until April 22nd, that pushes all of that stuff back. The Supreme Court may not issue a ruling on. Uh, th- this immunity claim until June now, it, potentially June. And, and of course, you know, Jack Smith is saying he needs three months to try the case, and then the defense is going to need a couple months. And so it basically, the, the way that the left is interpreting this recent Supreme Court order is basically they're all upset they're mad, because yeah. they think it means that Trump's not going to be tried before the election. And I tweeted out a, 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 a little clip highlight from my Twitch stream last night where I was basically saying, hold on. You Democrats, by, by being mad that Trump now won't be tried before the election, you're admitting, you're admitting now that the whole point of this was election interference. I mean, it's so obvious. They're obviously wanting to try Trump before the election to try to interfere in the election. That's the whole point. That's why they're so mad now about this the, the schedule that the Supreme Court has set. Uh, by the way, I saw your clip from Twitch last night, and it was great. Now I want to pull it up and play it for our listeners because, you know, <laughs> you're a distinguished lawyer. You know, University of Miami Law School, Manhattan, Montana born. And we know Manhattan, Montana folks know how to raise some good kids, right? Hey, you, we got Corey Swanson running for chief justice on the Montana Supreme Court. But, man, I, I like watching your Twitch uh, clips because – you're like uh, Chris, Farley, Chris Farley playing General Schwarzkopf. I want Holyfield. I want Holyfield. You know, uh, right? Well, yeah, and uh, and you know, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a, a hoodie sweatshirt and stuff, so I don't I don't look all that professional. And, and no, it's, it's like, great. look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get home from work and 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 do a live stream, I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm gonna put on some comfortable clothes, you know. And so then leftists on Twitter are like attacking me. Oh, you look horrible. You look horrible. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. But people aren't watching me because of how I look. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> well, you, you you look great, and I. I actually like it's like right now i'm wearing a you know t-shirt and jeans and some 
some basketball shoes. And it's like, I think people actually just appreciate, I mean, yeah, I'll put on a sport coat sometimes, especially if I'm out, you know, emceeing a banquet or something like that. But I think people just appreciate authenticity and that's what people see. That's what people hear when, when they get a chance to hear you. Uh, man, now I got to go find, I'll, I'll find that clip. I'll get to it eventually here. So, uh, Shannon Bream, here's what she had to say about this whole, this was her report about what the Supreme Court just, uh, uh, did and what that means, et cetera. This term sanctuary city doesn't oh, have. Hold on, hold on. That's, uh, that was the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Athens, Georgia nut job mayor lying about Athens not being a sanctuary city. We played that in the six o'clock hour of the show. All right, here we go. Shannon Breen. Okay. I'm just, I haven't had enough coffee yet. Here we, let's see if it works this time. After a loss at the D.C. Circuit, which issued a sweeping decision ruling against President Trump on this issue of immunity, we've been standing by to see whether the Supreme Court would actually get involved. Well, the order puts the immunity issue on the fast track at the high court with the justices limiting the question to this. Whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? The order provides no indication of how any justice voted on whether or not to hear the case, but makes clear the court is, quote, not expressing a view on the merits of the issue just yet. But uh, David Noble, I mean, you nailed it. First off, any reaction to what Shannon added there? But I mean, you basically nailed it. Democrats are are mad because they're like they wanted a politicized. They wanted a Soviet style show trial. They wanted a conviction just for the sake of election interference. And that's why they wanted it, it around Super Tuesday. And now with the Supreme Court saying, well, yeah, we'll look at it later. They're mad. They're like, holy cow. They are mad. You know, so I, I remember you, you've talked about some of this immunity stuff before. And there was I, I think there's I think there's a lot of sort of confusion about this idea about this claim for immunity and sort of why. Yeah, you've broken this. it down well before. Yeah. Have I on the on the show? I don't know if once, I have. Once, I remember one time in particular. The, yeah. So the main the main point I kind of want to make about this is is the law. provide, And the reason why is because a lot of people don't like the idea of immunity. They think, well, why is he immune? So think about it. Judges are immune. Prosecutors are immune. Senate uh, Senate members are immune. House of members are immune for anything they say in the House. And the reason is because if a judge is not immune, well, guess what? Every criminal defendant is going to do when they lose their trial. Yeah. Now, are they not immune? Is it because they're wearing their masks? Is that why they're immune? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, they don't have the immunization, which is different than a vaccine. Yeah, there you go. Fox News. And I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court announcing it will hear arguments April 22nd about Donald Trump's presidential immunity against prosecution in a federal election interference case. Fox chief legal correspondent Shannon Bream says win or lose, Trump gets the delay he wanted. Once you get this decision either way from the Supreme Court in June, probably late June, if the former president loses on this immunity issue, he's still going to be able to go back to the trial court where it's on pause now and say, Okay, you pick up where we left off and paused months ago. Now we need months of discovery and pretrial motions. Meantime, a judge in Illinois kicks Trump off the ballot there for trying to overturn the 2020 election. The Supreme Court's already considering that question. The Israeli military says there was a stampede for food aid in Gaza City and soldiers opened fire after being threatened. The Gaza Health Ministry says more than 100 Palestinians were killed. Many more injured. The Israeli military says many of them were trampled. America's listening to Fox News. 
All right, I found the tweet. I found the, uh, so you can follow David uh, at LCTR fan, at lecture fan uh, on X. Uh, and that's his, that's also his Twitch TV podcast. So I was joking earlier. I was like, I was like, you know, David's this distinguished uh, attorney, uh, uh, well raised in Manhattan, Montana. But then you see him on his Twitch TV highlights, and he's, I want Holyfield. I want Holyfield. He turns into General Schwarzkopf on SNL. Oh, there we go. Let me let me cue this clip up here just a second. I finally got it up for you here. All right, here we go. You're really pushing up against the general election, Andrew Weissman, MSNBC legal analyst. So when, but here's the thing, here's the thing. When all the Democrats and leftists are like, oh no, oh no, this is a huge win for Trump. This is horrible for us. We wanted to do it before the election. We wanted to do it before the election. Oh, so you're admitting you wanted to do election interference, you scumbags. Right? Am I right or am I right? This one. Anyway, you got then, it. He, then he played the CNN clip. I want Holyfield. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. You got to kind of let loose on Twitch, you know. Otherwise, the viewers are going to click off. <laughs> well, but also, I mean, you're right. Like, I think right. this is a righteous anger that you just demonstrated right there. Like, 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 you don't want to be quick to anger, but at the same time, there's righteous anger, and I think this is righteous anger because of what they are doing to this country and and the way uh, they are. Uh, in, in, and this is a word that's safe to use uh, according to the FCC, but the the bastardization of our legal system right now that they are that they are demonstrating frankly oh it's horrible it, it really it's it's really unfortunate because i'm a true believer i'm a true believer in in the constitution and in our form of government and separation of powers and, and three branches of government and an independent judiciary and uh, you know nonpartisan fair uh, prosecutor and, and you know that stuff really can work right but you got to have people in there that are going to follow it the constitution is a piece of paper if you don't follow it and enforce it you know you got you got countries all around the world that have constitutions that say their citizens have rights and they really don't and stuff so it's just so sad and unfortunate to see to see the destruction of our rule of law yeah that's right um well our buddy uh john jackson the joker from twitter would appreciate this i know how much he appreciates rapping and rap music uh <laughs> so uh two big news stories that came out yesterday um uh and i've got this on our montana talks website congressman matt rosendale is going to run for re-election in the u.s house so that's big news i think a lot of welcome news for a lot of folks in in the eastern montana district stay in the house stay in the fight uh so want to get david's take on that and then mitch mcconnell announces that he is going to be stepping down david here's the headline from politico playbook this is their headline Move, Mitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, Mitch. Get out the way. That is seriously. It's their headline. That's not me that. saying that. Move, Mitch. Get out yeah. the way. Is that how that song goes? Is I, think that... I think there's one letter that's different. There's a different. It's not Mitch. It's something else. One letter move difference. Yeah. Rhymes with. Oh, okay. Move rhymes with Mitch. Get out the way. Did they just call Mitch McConnell a? Uh... I think they might have. I think they might have. Anyway, well, uh, we're going to move to a quick break, uh, get out the way, and then we'll be back right after this. When you need to cash out part of your retirement savings. I'm Jenny Cosola with your Fox Business Tax Tip coming up. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's, at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. 
The required minimum distribution, RMD, is the amount of money you must withdraw from your IRA or other retirement account if you reach the maximum age. CPA John Lieberman, Managing Director of Pearlson Wiener, says if you didn't, you'll be penalized. If you're age 73 or older, you should have taken out your RMD distribution prior to the year end because there is a 25% penalty on any of these undistributed funds. If this is the first year you owe, you can pay it on tax day. Ginny Kosola, Fox News. Have the up- Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Well, we told you about the the big news of the day yesterday uh, nationally. One of the big news stories of the day, of course, Mitch McConnell will be stepping down. I know not soon enough for many folks out there. Uh, That was an interesting conversation that David and I had off air on that one. But let's get into the big Montana story here. Um, I shared this. Actually, I think I was the first one to share this info via Twitter yesterday morning uh but i i didn't officially confirm it i just said hey this is the word on the street uh and then uh credit to brad warren with wake up montana uh, about an hour later he was the first to confirm it and report it and i always like to give credit where credit's due i know i know so many other folks in the so-called media don't do that but i still like to uphold those journalistic ethics even though i do commentary and and not news but uh anyway that's just kind of how we we like to roll here but yeah montana congressman matt rosendale is running for re-election in the u.s house in montana's eastern congressional district mentioned this in the six o'clock hour got a phone call from tim and savage saying hey that's that's great this is what many of us have been saying for months stay in the house stay in the fight there but but really, it's it's more than just Rosendale announcing that he's running for re-election, David. Um, he got the endorsement of Senator Steve Daines, who says he supports this move. Uh, uh, then on top of that, Congressman Rosendale announced in this same announcement that he is endorsing Tim Sheehy for the U.S. Senate race. And likewise, Tim Sheehy responded and said, yeah, hey, Matt, one team, one fight. Let's let's win in November. So huge developments in the past 24 hours. I read I read Matt Rosendale's statement and one word came to mind, which is magnanimous. And the way that he says, look, we have got to unite as a party. You know, he he also in, in his statement talks about how he loves President Trump. He's fully supporting President Trump. He's fully behind President Trump. And and, you know, he. He's now endorsing Tim Sheehy. He says that our main goal, our main goal right now is to take out John Tester. He's not saying our main goal is to reelect him into the House. He, he admits that our main goal right now is to take out John Tester. The best way to do that is with Tim Sheehy. And so the way I viewed it is he's he's putting aside his personal interests for the betterment of Montana and for the betterment of the country and the Republican Party and everything else. And that's very rare in a politician to have because we, we all know. Matt Rosendale wants to run for Senate, obviously. And I personally think that he had a pretty decent chance, and I think that he thinks deep down 
notwithstanding his previous statements, that he pro- he probably could have had a decent chance of winning that primary and beating John Tester, even if he didn't have the financial resources or, or, or resources or support of Trump. I, I mean, people people that make it to the United States House of Representatives typically don't think of themselves as, hey, I'm going to lose elections. They they've pre- usually pretty got a pretty high opinion. You have to have an ego to run for office, yeah. right? And I, so I really know, I, a healthy ego. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it can turn into an unhealthy oh, one. Oh, for sure. Some of these guys. For sure. Well, and I'd say that that same magnanimity uh, applies for Senator Daines because there's been shots fired yep. against him over the yep. last six plus months. Uh, shots fired against Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy, but he's been shot by actual bullets, so he can quickly get over any type of these figurative shots fired, and so he's uh, demonstrating the same magnanimity back. I think the Democrats have got to be like. Holy smokes, what is going on here? Because all the chess uh, pieces are getting moved into the right places. I think the Democrats are like, they were hoping that, that conservatives and Republicans in Montana would just keep fighting each other for the next seven, eight months, and Democrats would have a window and an opportunity to try to reclaim some ground here in the state. Well, yeah, and what I, what I particularly like about this, this whole story and the way that this has played out is that now everybody for the past six months – that was attacking Matt Rosendale for everything he was doing and was saying, Matt Rosendale, we like you. We want you to stay in the house. Okay, now we're going to hold everybody that said that. Everybody that said that. We don't want Matt Rosendale for the run for the Senate. But we don't, No, Matt Rosendale, stay in the house. We like you there. All of those people that said that, now you guys actually have to now continue to say well, you support I, Matt Rosendale. I know, like the people that I've heard, the people that I've heard from, and uh, I, I, you know, they probably wouldn't mind if I used their names, but, you know, he's got ardent friends and supporters uh, in, you know, Carbon County, for example, uh, that I know that are that are solid people that, that truly do support him. And, and they were some of those people that were saying, Matt, stay in the house, stay in the fight there. And, I mean, uh, they, they sent me a message yesterday basically saying, Praise God, he's staying in the house and, and he's running for re-election. So, so I, I know that that's, that's the reaction from, from those types of supporters in particular. It does raise a question, though. Okay, what about these other candidates? Who all is going to stay in? Uh, sound, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like most of the candidates now are going to – now that Rosendale is going to run for re-election, they're going to they're gonna step aside. Sounds like that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Joel, Joel Crowder probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know <laughs> – yeah, I, I yeah. figured I'd put you on the spot. I'm, sure that, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to be nice. I mean, you know, he's, he's Joel seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, you know, I, I know I've, I've sure. chatted with him on occasion, but it's like you know, he was, you know, he he was one of those Republicans that was voting against their caucus, and I think somebody came out with a hit piece saying that basically he was a college Democrat. But if you want to run in Eastern Montana, you better put an R behind your name. And again, nice enough guy, I'm sure, but it's like. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think we all agree that for that eastern Montana district, we need a real conservative. And, and Matt has shown that he's a real conservative. I think I think I think Congressman Denny Reberg is a real conservative. I mean, let's look at the spending levels from when Denny was in office compared to what the spending levels are now and other things. Elsie Arnson is a conservative. Troy Downing is a real conservative. You know, but 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 I think people do. They 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 really want a true fighter in that eastern Montana oh, sure. seat. Um, I think Stacy's in the former DEA agent it w- would have been that kind of fighter, um, but but I, th- I think that's what people appreciate about Matt and and uh, but but that's going back to the conversations we've had over the past six months. Like when I when I sat down and had a cigar with Greg Franks and John Brennan out of Scobie. I mean that's what we talked about is the Eastern Montana district is is so safe Republican that. 
Okay, yeah, I get it. If you're if you're in some towns, in some legislative districts, or in western Montana, yeah, maybe you got to be a little more middle of the road on some things. But in eastern Montana, boy, you know, be like that rancher, uh, you know, with that trailer of cattle. Uh, you drive right down that freaking dirt road. And you occupy the whole road and you tell those out-of-staters to get off the road, right? You know, like like our out-of-state hunter conversation back in. And so the point is, is that the, the Western Montana seat was gerrymandered because the Democrats were hoping they could at least win one congressional seat. So they left it very safe in the East for Republicans. So get a fighter in the Eastern seat. 100% agree. We've got, and, and these prime, we always talk about these primaries in, in the GOP and it's been such a big issue. I, that's a great point. We, in these, the primary in the Eastern, we have to have really, really, really conservative members of the House coming from districts like that because then, you, you know, you, they go to D.C., and the Republican caucus is made up of a bunch of Republicans that won in California and New York who are moderate Republicans. And so you've got to have people like Matt Rosendale in there to to, to move it to the right. Yeah. And and I feel com- what will be interesting is I, I think some of these candidates will probably spend, you know, some may may, you know, pull out of the race immediately. Some may say, look, the deadline is until March 11th. Look at how crazy and unpredictable this whole thing has been already. I mean, it's kind of, you know, and Tim and Savage made a good point uh, in the six o'clock hour. He's like, OK, yeah, I'm glad he's. Oh, wait, I think we got a caller on the line. We've got uh, jumping into yapping here and I uh, apologize. OK, yeah, we'll get to our caller here in a second. But but um, but, you know, I think some of these candidates will say, OK, look, you know, Matt kind of took a long time making up his mind and then he changed his mind. And then and then he wasn't sure if he was going to run. And now he says he's going to run. So I, I think some of them may say, well, let's let's see what happens between yeah. now and March 11th. And we, he took his time. We'll take our time. Yeah, well, they, they could also do what Marianne Williamson has just recently done. I don't know if you heard that story. I didn't. Is she so, the crazy meditation lady? Yeah, or she's the crazy meditation lady. She's challenging <laughs> Joe Biden for the presidency. And so is Dean Phillips, Congressman Dean Phillips. Oh, yeah. So so but Marianne Williamson had suspended her presidential campaign previously. But Dean Phillips was still running against Biden in this primary. But the funny thing was is that in this recent Michigan Michigan result, my understanding is, is that Marianne Williamson's suspended campaign outperformed Dean Phillips. So then she came out and said, I'm unsuspending my campaign. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. So you can always do that. I mean, some of these Game on. Just suspend Game it off. and then maybe unsuspend Game it. Game on. Game <laughs> off. Yeah. Man, well, who knows? Uh, all right. Let's go to Gary and Billings. Gary, what's going on? Sorry for the wait. Yeah, Gordon and David, I don't know. You kind of touched about Matt Rosendale. Now he's going to run for the House again. But last night's news, he has the backing of Donald Trump now. And uh, also this case about him supposedly having an affair with his staffer. His wife was on there. They were kissing and said, I'm sticking with my husband. It's not true. So I hope that that goes away. Because it's going to be hard to prove if he did or didn't, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, go. Let's see. We'll, we'll take. A, so, we got to take our hard break. That's a lot to unpack there. So, but Gary, the bottom line is, you're saying, look, okay, these rumors aside, you're you're supporting Matt Rosendale, but but your question is, well, what if there is something to that story? Is that your question? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll chew on that one during the break. We'll get David Noble's thoughts after this. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard. Um, Former Democrat Senator Heidi Heitkamp threw out these allegations uh, on a podcast, and the, and the news media immediately jumped on the story. 
This episode is brought to you by Xfinity Mobile. Learn how existing customers can save hundreds when you buy one unlimited line and get one unlimited intro line free for one year. Plus, now through February 27th, ask how to get up to $800 off the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Go to XfinityMobile.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Free unlimited line offer ends March 21st. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Fox News commentary. Ukrainian president and shakedown master Zelensky announces Americans can now join Ukraine's National Guard. Time for the social media warmongers to walk the walk. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Interesting people are talking to Will King. I said, what do I call you? I call you Dwayne. I call you The Rock. He said, now that I own it, I can call now you The Rock. That, yes, I own it now. You can call me The Rock. Our next guest needs no introduction. It is Dr. Jordan Peterson, my old friend and frenemy, Stephen A. Smith. What is going on here? I see the Will King show in the background. I see the microphone. Watch it live at noon Eastern, Monday through Thursday on FoxNews.com. And get the podcast five days a week at FoxNewsPodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You know, many Americans are sick and tired of sending our hard-earned tax dollars to Ukraine, but some of our fellow Americans are quite happy to support that effort in perpetuity. Those folks will be elated to hear now they can finally walk the talk they've been keyboarding for nearly two years. That's right. Ukrainian President Zelensky announced U.S. citizens and other foreign nationals can now join Ukraine's National Guard. There are some stipulations. Foreign applicants must be legally allowed in Ukraine, have no previous convictions, and must pass certain standards laid out for military service. Sounds like the bar to join Ukraine war effort is higher than the bar to get into the United States, but nevertheless, I cannot wait to see how many social media keyboard warriors will fulfill their pledge to support Ukraine whatever it takes. I wonder if Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer will be first to join. I'm Tommy Laren. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Does anyone think that the resumption of east-west passenger rail service through southern Montana is a good idea? Well, yes. Plenty of people seem to. At least they capture plenty of news stories. Less mentions the fact that Amtrak, the federally operated train service the folks are talking about, lost a billion dollars in 2023. And that even as ridership is projected to return pre-COVID levels by 25, it's projected to lose that amount well out into the future. But it's actually worse than that. Amtrak is profitable, at least before COVID it was, but only along the densely populated D.C. to Boston corridor. It's its only source of positive cash flow. The losses are almost entirely due to its operations outside the Northeast. Passenger rail is popular with some Montanans because the perception is that other people, taxpayers in other states, will pay for it. But think about that. Every state piles on more bills because they think other states will pay for it? Is that any way to run a railroad? I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. Montana's Governor Greg Gianforte met with President Joe Biden and several other governors last Friday. That's where the governor delivered a straightforward response to the southern border crisis that Biden and Tesler created. Joe Biden needs to do his job. That was the quote in Politico. Plus, the governor shared his 10-point plan with Biden again Again, of course, jewelry rate for preferred non-tobacco rate class exam required to qualify. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, so so David, you and you and I, we we've been 
you know, if you're on Twitter, you've been seeing all the rumors, you've been seeing all the allegations. Uh, I just thought, I just thought it was, it was so such pathetic so-called journalism. So when, when Steve Bullock was the Democrat governor of Montana, he kicked his lieutenant governor, female lieutenant governor got kicked to the curb. So if there were serious allegations with uh, and, and there was a whole bunch of smoke, which tells you maybe there was some fire there. If there were allegations about anybody, they were about Democrat Governor Steve Bullock. But you know what? Did, did Lee newspapers immediately demand that Steve Bullock respond to allegations about an affair? Did they demand that Steve Bullock was did the news TV stations demand that Steve Bullock provide a response? No, they didn't. But the moment a Democrat senator on some random podcast throws out an allegation against Matt Rosendale, boom, liberal media demands a response from Congressman Matt Rosendale. I just thought that was just it just shows once again the political bias in the media. And and I, I've heard these rumors, but like I'm not going to traffic in rumors on this show. You know what I mean? And, and so it just well, I just, and even Heidi Heitkamp, even Heidi Heitkamp said, hey, this is a rumor. This is a rumor. Yeah. And then the, and then the Billings Gazette runs a story on, oh, there's a rumor. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? That's what that, that's what we traffic in now is, is rumors. And so I don't think I'm not I absolutely will not pull my support for Matt Rosendale based on a rumor that's completely unsubstantiated. Fal- it could be completely 100 percent false. Maybe maybe it's true. You know, who knows? But we're not going to certainly judge him. And pull our support for him based on a completely unsubstantiated rumor with zero evidence. Not even a person has come out publicly and said, hey, I know this for a fact. And, and, and here's the other and thing. And his wife was – so Brad Warren uh, did an interview with, with his wife, and, and she says, uh, hey, it's 100 percent false, and I stand by my husband. So it's like, okay. So, it, yeah, but but to Gary's point, well, what if there is something there? Uh, well, and here's look, my response. There's, there's a bunch of what ifs, right? And here's, here's my response uh, if, if there's something there, why don't you, who is without sin, why don't you throw the first stone at Matt Rosendale? And you know what I believe? I believe that if a man even looks at another woman with lust in his his mind and heart, that's that's the equivalent of adultery. Just like hatred and and inappropriate anger is the same as murder in in, the ter- in terms of morals and sins and things like that. And so, who, who who the heck are we to go judging other people? You know, horrible, horrible. And it's like, look, Donald Trump cheated on his wife. You know, it's like. People make mistakes, and I, I don't, again, I don't even think it's true. But if it is true, um, that's a that's a you know. Here, here's what I vote for people based on their policies and how they vote in Congress. And here's the deal: if I'm in Congress, I won't vote for a spending bill unless we've got a balanced budget and very quickly heading to a surplus. We ought to be running a surplus because even under Keynesian economics, even under Keynesian economics, five trillion when, plus in debt. Yeah. When you're not in a war, when you're not under. Um, when you're when you're not in a recession, you're supposed to run budget surpluses. And Matt Rosendale goes to Congress and he votes no on every CR. He votes no on every omnibus because guess what? We don't have a budget surplus, which we are supposed to have, even under these leftist theories of economics. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Tim and Billings, um, we're getting too short on time. Tim, can you call back or or stay on the phone lines? and I'll get to you in the eight o'clock hour of the show uh, since we're just about out of time here. Uh David Noble, I, I had a message from Tim and Savage uh, from earlier. He's driving to Glasgow, Montana right now. I played the audio of Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that Joe Biden didn't need to take a cognitive test because he passes a cognitive test every day. <laughs> I was listening to that on the I started laughing out loud in my truck. Well, Tim and Savage says uh, as he's driving to Glasgow, I just wrapped the pickup around a pole in Wolf Point. I couldn't see through the tears and laughter. 
Joe Biden passes a cognitive test every day. <laughs> that oh, was hilarious. Wow. That was hilarious. I oh, mean, my goodness. I, do they really expect us to believe that? I mean, uh, or, or should we should we believe our lying eyes? Yeah, well, KJP deserves a pay raise for being able to trot out that kind of BS because I couldn't do it. And The David hey, Noble theme music right here, by the way. Is it really? Hey, all right. Well, hey, check them out. I want Holyfield at LectureFam.